Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I'm glad you're here. If you're local, try to come uh, into the house of the Lord. It's so important. But praise God, thank you for watching online or listening via podcast. It's such a delight to have you. We have so many. I can't believe we're almost listening. Subscribe. I got a few housekeeping things I, I, I want to go over before I really get into my message today. One is subscribe, subscribe, and, and like. Click the like button if you're watching online. We always have so many people watching. It's just absolutely amazing on, on our YouTube channel. Uh, that is a blessing for sure. Uh, and so uh, for, sh- for sure, please uh, let other people know, share it with people. Uh, what's going on? Why? Not for Bethel's sake, y'all, for God's kingdom's sake. Amen. Uh, and so that is a blessing. That's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention is the couples retreat. As it turns out, don't see Dare afterwards. See Edith, who's right over there, and uh, and she is going to be. She can answer questions. And again, the flyers are in the back on our couples retreat coming up uh, in February. Very excited about that for sure. Uh, that is going to be a real blessing. Uh, I want to mention one other thing because we have a lot of people actually, y'all, who listen to the messages via a podcast. Uh, if you don't know, Bethel has a podcast that has usually, uh, and because it's a podcast, none of the music on it's just the messages. And so I know that there are certain people listening to me right now that have maybe never even seen or been to a Bethel service and, and haven't been through all the worship and all that kind of thing. I, I encourage you two things. One, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's so wonderful to have you. People all over the world. Uh, we have a, a large following in India, apparently, uh, which is, is wonderful. Uh, but all over the world, I know, people are, are listening to the podcast here. Welcome to you. It's just nice to have you. I never uh, uh, specifically greet you guys. It's all so wonderful to have you. Uh, and I uh, encourage you uh, catch a YouTube uh, every once in a while or come if you're, if you're local in town. Also, I want to encourage you this if you're listening via podcast on the, uh, wherever you get your podcast, whatever uh, platform it is, there's a place where you can uh, support the ministry here. I want to really encourage you to do so. And in them notes, once you click support the ministry, and this goes for any of you listening to podcasts or if you're listening on YouTube also, watching on YouTube, Please click that, and, and when you donate, whatever it is, we're here at the end of the year, encourage you, please be generous, and everybody here uh, also. Uh, in the memo section, though, write, if you watch, if you listen to the podcast, write podcast, or I love the, love the podcast, or some short message uh, in the notes uh, of the donation site, it's through PayPal, 
Uh, or if you watch on YouTube, pl- put watch the stream, uh, you know, something like that. That'll give us a little bit of idea uh, as to uh, the support and people who are listening, and if they're really listening, and I assume it's not bots listening to us, but, uh, but in any case, I uh, would really appreciate. Thank you for your end-of-year giving as well, and that's for all of you here and those of you who are watching. We have a lot of faithful people here at Bethlehem. I really want to encourage you to remember, have you been faithful to God with your finances in 2022? If you haven't, a, if you're watching this in the next couple days, if you're watching this on YouTube in 2027, well, God bless you. But if you're watching this in the next couple of days, there's still time uh, to, to make a contribution to the Lord's work. Uh, but if not, then, uh, then seek to commit to make 2023 a year where you really do dedicate your finances to the Lord. Trust in Him with your finances. I know that you will be blessed by the Lord. Amen. Uh, I want to mention two other things uh, real quick, and then I'm going to get to my word. One, I always like to recognize when we have, you know, he's not a guest. He, he and his wife are, are, are mishvacha, uh, but it's always a delight to have another Messianic rabbi amongst us. And Rabbi Stuart and Chantal Winograd from Reach Initiative International. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> I tell you what, Reach does such a wonderful job literally all over the world, including India and Ukraine. They've spent a lot of time in Ukraine this year, and, uh, and we've helped support the ministry of Ukraine through Reach Initiative International uh, from us here at Bethlehem, a, a fairly significant amount. And so they do such a great work over there and, uh, and literally all over the world in Israel as well and here in the United States, and it's just wonderful to see them both here, they're Mishvacha and Yan. Uh, we just love your whole family. And so, Brahim uh, Habaim, welcome to you. Finally, as a very quick note, uh, also speaking of Mishvacha, as somebody who's dear to you, uh, Rabbi Stuart and Chantal is going to be guest speaking for me next week. It's actually Rebitson Candice Highslip is going to be in town. And I know you love her. She's absolutely amazing. She's going to be in town. Uh, and she was going to be in town anyway, and, she, and I'm like, well, you're going to be in town, so she will be uh, sharing our message next Shabbat. Uh, Rebison Candice is, is well known in the movement and uh, is just a tremendous blessing, and so uh, a lot of good things going on, amen? All right, well, speaking of, all this kind of relates. It's funny that I had a lot of housekeeping stuff, which I never do, uh, but a lot of things I just kind of need to take care of at the, here at the last service of the year, and really that has a lot to do with my message here today, and I want you, for you to allow the Lord to bless you and speak to you here at the end of this year. We're nearing the end of 2022, and let's face it, y'all, it's been uh, I have in my notes, it's been an interesting year. Now, and maybe that's not the right word, but it's been an interesting year, a very interesting year. You know, we, we have tried to, collectively, I think all of us have tried desperately hard to forget kind of the last three years. I understand, and almost like, almost like blah, 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 pretend it didn't happen. I don't want to think about it again. But believe it or not, the beginning of this year, of 2022, the beginning of this year still had mask uh, mandates, and it still had many COVID illnesses. Uh, and interestingly, I, I looked this up, and it was like, boy, wow, that's interesting. 
Uh, I understand that we went through the Alpha and the Delta and the Omicron and all this, and, 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 and it's progressively gotten maybe a little bit less severe, uh, easy to say until you get it, right? But according to the Georgia Department of Health, the peak of the entire pandemic, the peak, the highest number of cases at any one time of the entire three years of the pandemic was actually January 11th of this year. So it's like, wow, we are like mentally so far over it at this point. I know. I, I totally get it. I'm with you. It's like, oh, man, I didn't want to think about that C word. But this was just January 11th of this year. This year was the peak. In fact, the, this past February 12th saw the third highest peak of, of fatalities due to COVID, uh, which, is, which is interesting because we're only talking, and barely the third highest, I mean, almost right up there with the first and the second highest peaks over the last three years, was just this year in February. And, and certainly while COVID is still infecting people, especially now in this season that we're in, and, and people are, 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 you know, COVID's still going, is going up a little bit right now, it still seems clear it still seems clear to me that 2022, 2022 has been a year of transition. It really has. And in so many ways, I sense, I think that all of you in your lives uh, and, and society can feel it, uh, that this year that we've just been through has been a year of transition, if you will. It feels as though we've gone on a journey this has been like a three-year journey that we've been on. Man, I remember the end of 2019 and all the plans that we had for 2020. You all remember different plans you had, and it's like, whoo, boy, they got flushed pretty quick in the year. And it's been, it's been like a three-year journey that we've been on. It's, it's, it's almost like something that you'd see in some epic movie or something. And, 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 and finally, uh, as we're nearing the end of the year that we are in uh, now and that we are at now, it reminded me of what our far, uh, forefathers and foremothers did. Why? Because oftentimes they went through, I'm talking about people in the scripture, oftentimes people in the Bible went through traumatic journeys as well. Uh, so, so if you will, as, as this has been a year of transition and, you know, and it feels like where we're all Listen, I didn't want to think we're over, but, but it was just the beginning of this year. We were still in the midst of it here. And so now as we're exiting and entering into a new year, kind of trying to kind of wipe our hands clean a little bit, as we're, as we're doing this though, there's something that we probably ought to think about before we just absolutely forget this, this uh, incredibly challenging three-year journey that we've been on with everything that's going on. And again, taking nothing away from God bless, pray for anybody who's, who's still got, I'm not implying it's all, but what I'm saying is you know, you feel that this is a transition here, the year that we've been in. And we see a refrain in the Bible that we can model here at the end of the year and also apply in our own personal lives. And there's something interesting that seems to happen fairly consistently uh, at the end of, of, of some kind of a significant event or a journey uh, that, uh, that just stood out to me as I was contemplating here at the end of the year. And hopefully it speaks to you as well, because I think there's something in here for each and every one of us, no matter your, how you feel about anything. Bear a sheath, please. Genesis chapter 8. 
Let's go there. Uh, and, and no respect, <laughs> truly, no disrespect to the pandemic, but what Noah went through <laughs> makes the last three years pale in comparison, doesn't it? Really does. It really does. Noah, yeah, that Noah, man, took him, what, you know, around 100 years or so to build an ark. Think about how, how long, that's a long time, 80 years, however long it was, we don't know exactly how long, it took him a long time, decades and decades and decades and decades to build an ark. This, this is uh, uh, just an a, a epic journey that he went on, and then as he was doing so, what was he doing? He was preaching, and he was, he was trying to t- tell people about God, but, but the whole world was basically evil, and, and, and what happened then? The evil world was flooded, as you all know, and, 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 the, and they floated on the ark, and what must have seemed like years, I mean, day went by, day after day, week after week went by on the ark, and it must have seemed like forever, right, Kimry, that they were that they were on this ark, and especially after everything they had been through, and you can just imagine, it's traumatic. I mean, is that about ultimately traumatic? Can you imagine? Very few things in life could be more traumatic than what Noah and his family went through during the time of the great flood, and then Finally, finally, I mean, you have to wonder, are we ever going to see it? You have to think after weeks, after week, after week, after week, they have to think, am I ever going to see dry land again? What am I going to do, man? At least I got barbecue up here, but not much more, you know, on the, on the boat I can do here. This is a certain, you know, I only got two of most animals, you know, and six of some. I'll run out of those pretty quick here. We got to see some dry land soon, y'all. And so then finally, again, they reached dry ground. They finally reached dry ground. Let's pick up the story in Genesis chapter 8, verse 18. Bereshit to Genesis 8, 18 says this, so Noah came out, came out of the ark, finally on the dry ground with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives. Every animal, every crawling creature, every, every flying creature, everything that crawls upon the land came out from the ark in their families. Wow. So this was the end of quite a journey, quite a journey. And then what happened here in verse 20? We see something very interesting. Then Noah built an altar to Adonai, and he took of every clean domestic animal and of every clean flying creature, and he offered burnt offerings on the altar. When Adonai smelled the soothing aroma... Adonai said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, even though the inclination of the heart of humankind is evil from youth, nor will I ever again smite all living creatures as I have done. Wow. Catch it, my friends. This is something that's interesting, and you're going to hear and see even much more so than I'm going to illustrate today. I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg, really. At the end of Noah's epic journey... It was such an epic journey and a lengthy, a lengthy jury, uh, journey and, 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 and emotional and traumatic. It started decades earlier when he started building the ark. And at the end of this journey, what does Noah do? He builds an altar to God. He builds an altar to God. In other words, he worshiped 
God. He sacrificed unto the Lord. He was so thankful to have made it through. He was so thankful to have made it through. I think a lot of times we don't actually stop and think for just a minute. The minute that we're past the pandemic, man, I don't even want to think about that again. Listen, I understand. It's, it's not something we dwell on, it's, of course. At the same time, it's important to pause for just a moment. Especially here at the, as we transition out of 2022, to thank God that we made it through. Genesis chapter 12. We've been on a journey, guys. We, we have been through the fire. It's been challenging. Our whole country has been shaken. The world's been shaken. And, and they're, they're still going through it in China right now. I assume you know that. Please pray for the Chinese people. I think they said approximately one in six Chinese at the moment has COVID. I mean, there's a lot of Chinese. I don't know if you know the numbers. Please pray for, for that, those people. Genesis chapter 12. God called Avram. God called Abram, right? And, and in verse one, it says, Then Adonai said to Abram, Get going out from your land and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land I will show you. So there he was. And, and God told Abram, Okay, get going. Get moving. Take off. Time to get going. If you follow Abram's full journey, I mean, in starting in verse, in, even in uh, chapter 11, we know that Abram went from Ur, which is uh, approximately modern-day Kuwait, to Haran. Haran is in modern-day Turkey, where he settled for a while before finally being called into Israel. The journey was likely years but God had a big plan for Abram. So God tells Abram, you got to think about this. Get going. Take off. This isn't like, hey, listen, I'm moving to you know, Norcross. <laughs> First of all, it's a long way. Secondarily, he did not have a car, <laughs> nor an airplane, nor a train, nor any motorized vehicle that was going to help him schlep where he needed to go. Get going. It was a long way away. But God had something big in store for him that would be part of the end of this journey, a long journey. Verse 5, Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions that they'd acquired, and the people they'd acquired in Haran, and they left to go to the land of Canaan, Canaan and they entered the land of Canaan. Abraham Pass through the land as far as the place of Shechem, as far as Moray's big tree. The Canaanites were in the land then. Then Adonai appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your seed. So there, he being Abram, built an 
altar to Adonai who had appeared to him. Very interesting. We see this now. We're we're starting to establish a bit of a pattern. At the end of a long journey, a long journey, very long journey, Abram is promised the land of Israel. This is one of the most epic moments in human history. Genesis chapter 12, if you are, certainly if you come from a Jewish background or if you're involved in Messianic Judaism, if you come from a Jewish or Gentile background, you know how pivotal Genesis chapter 12 is. And, and, and the land grant of Israel to the Jewish people, how incredibly uh, of, of substance this is. I mean, this is something that this promise reverberates and shakes the world today. Today, this very moment shakes our world. Any moment in time, you pull up the headlines and CNN or Fox News, and you're going to see something about Israel. This tiny little country that's the size of New Jersey. It's, it's minuscule with not that many people relative to the population of the world that's always on the front page. Why? Right here, Genesis chapter 12. That's why. God selected this land. God selected these people, right? It was of great consequence. It was a consequential moment. And it was at the end of this long journey the journey between going to Ur to up to Haran all the way down to, to Israel was around 1,600 miles. That's a long way. I mean, friends, that's, imagine walking 1,600 miles. And, and, and there's some of you who are thinking, oh, well, surely he didn't walk, he rode a camel. As, as, as a man who has ridden a camel... Josh, am I right about this? I'm going to tell you something. I'd rather walk. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, it's the end of the year. I'm not going to go. Okay. Uh, and so this was back then, 1,600 miles. And after such a profound and consequential journey, it ends with a promise and a future. And Abraham builds an altar before God. He's expressing his gratitude and his appreciation to God. I've made it through this journey that you told me to do years ago. I've made it. I've finally come. I didn't even know where I was going. When God told him to go, he said, go and I'll take you to place. I'll tell you where. So he was going. He didn't even exactly know where he was going. Can you imagine He was just following the voice of the Lord. We talked about that a little bit last week. He was following the voice of the Lord to go, and he finally made it, and then God promises him this land and that his seed will inherit this land forever. It's of such meaning and depth, and and, and literally, as I said, 4,000 years later, we're talking about this stuff. It's absolutely breathtaking. And he builds this altar before God. Thank you, Lord. His gratitude, his his appreciation to God as having completed this journey. 
Beloved, we've come a long way. We've been through it. Aside from that, aside from what we've been through as a, as a country and, and even as a congregation, perhaps you've been on a personal journey that's even aside from COVID and all that kind of thing that we've been through the last few years. Perhaps you've been on your own personal journey over the last however long. It might be over the last year. It might be over the last 10 years. Who knows exactly how long it's been. But maybe you've been on some kind of a journey yourself, right? And, and, and it could be in any way. Maybe you're light years from where you started. And, and, and truly... All of us are finishing a year which concludes the bulk of this crazy journey that our world has been on. And yes, friends, we know, all you got to do is read the book to know that there are still even greater trials to come as we near the end of the end days. Y'all, sadly, and as difficult as it is to even conceptualize, this is just birth pangs of the end days. There will be more difficult things in the future, but still, friends, this all has been an ordeal. This all has been hard. This all has been stressful, if you will. Maybe you've been going through your own voyage that at times has been difficult, that at times has been hard, that at times has been trying, and you've tried to navigate getting through it, and am I going to make it, and, and how should I go, and, and how's this journey going to end, and, and such. What should we do when we land on the other side? Friends, when we land on the other side, immediately, 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 thank God and build an altar. Thank God and build an altar. Raise up an aroma of thanksgiving unto the Lord for having made it through our journey that we've been on. My good friend Mark uh, over here, who is one of our service leaders, just finished an amazing uh, book of poetry. This is like a poetic thing. It's, it's, it's like a, one, of the, one of the stories of, uh, uh, of, of a long journey that we've been on here. And, and what we need to be, friends, is ready to immediately build the altar. All too many times, people just simply move on when God brings them through a desert or a trial. I've seen it too often. Rabbi Stewart has seen it also, and, and Rebetzin Chantal. No question about it. They've seen it. I've seen it. Rebetzin Tiffany. We've seen it in ministry, and you all have seen it too, too many times. I've seen people in the hospital, and how, oh, friends, how sincere they are, and how much they care about God. Oh, man, you say, well, would, you, would it be okay if I pray with you? Oh, yes, Rabbi, please do. And they're thinking, oh, God, man, I'll do anything. I just got to get out of this hospital, man. I got to stop this pain. I got to stop this diff challenge, this difficulty, Whatever it is, fill in the blank. You know, we've been there before. How many times you go, oh, yes, there's not much they wouldn't do. But once they're out of the hospital for a little while, they quickly forget about God and they move on. Move on. Forget building an altar. <laughs> they don't even pause long enough to say thank you to God. 
Friends, we need to be in the altar building business. Exodus chapter 24, please. Exodus 24. The children of Israel have been slaves for hundreds of years. Slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years. Bruce, God sent Moses and the ten plagues were visited upon the Egyptians. Wow. A mighty hand, outstretched arm, miraculous signs and wonders. You know Passover. It's absolutely a remarkable story. It's another epic journey. Hundreds of years as slaves, then the ten plagues, then the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. That's a moment. I, I know it's even probably better than the movie. I want to see it in heaven. Replay. <laughs> then Moses received the law from God on Mount Sinai. Man, this, this whole thing, it's like, it's like showstopper after showstopper after amazing moment after amazing moment after amazing moment. These are like some of the most impressive, amazing moments in the history of the world, all compressed into this, this one generation. Like in the history of the world combined, these are some of the most amazing, individually one of the plagues would have been one of the most amazing things ever to happen in the world. Combine all 10 of them. And, it's a, and, and, and the 10 plagues are, don't even count the, the crossing of the Red Sea on dry ground or meeting God at Mount Sinai. There they were at Mount Sinai. And Moses received the law from God and he delivered the message, and the people responded this time. Exodus 24, verse 3. So Moses came off the mountain and told the people all the words of Adonai as well as the ordinances. All the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which Adonai has spoken, we will do. So Moses wrote down all the words of Adonai, then rose up early in the morning and built an altar below the mountain along with the 12 pillars for the 12 tribes of Israel. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? The receiving of the words of God were worthy of gratitude and of worship. Building an altar is also a form of worship. It's worshiping God. That's part of what building an altar is also. It was the, at the end of a great journey that was rife with trials and difficulty. And, for, and furthermore, let me add, just for the record, <laughs> not everyone agreed as to how the journey should be led. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know how you feel. Listen, if I, if I had a nickel for every opinion, wow, boy, Moses, poor guy. I mean, uh, he was, he was, no, oftentimes people disagreed with him. Everybody had their own opinion. You know, the old story goes is that they, they found these two Jewish people on a, on a deserted island, uh, and they finally rescued them, and, and they saw that they had built three synagogues. 
Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Friends, there was backbiting, rebellion, and complaining along the way. Oh, yeah, that's just been... Listen, we do, uh, not everybody who was with us three years ago is with us here. Yet God's, God saw our people through. God saw, and boy, we've got a lot of new people who've been coming in also. And there, what did Moses do? Moses built an altar. Moses built an altar. We see this over and over and over again in the scriptures. I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg. There's too many examples to even mention. An altar is built. An altar is built. An altar is built. And what for? To give God thanks for delivering us through the trial. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through the trial, through the difficulty, through the journey. And remember this, an altar has upon it what? Exactly, a sacrifice. A sacrifice is what's upon the altar. That's what, that which costs us something to offer unto the Lord. It's, it's almost like a thank you note to God. Thank you, Lord, for sustaining us and allowing us to reach this season. The Shehekianu, you all know the Shehekianu. Too many people, too many people put on the altar that which is easy for them to give up. They put on the altar maybe their extra money or their extra time or that which is easy to give up. But that's not the way it's supposed to be, friends. An altar is supposed to have upon it a sacrifice. An altar has some permanence also. Remember this. You can go along in your life, but wherever you go along in your life, you can look back and see that altar that you built and be reminded of how God brought you through and how you need to still honor him in your life. There's a permanence to an altar. Romans chapter 12. Let's move to the new covenant. Messiah does what? You all know Messiah goes to the tree of sacrifice for us. M Moshiach Yeshua. Of, of a measurable significance. Why does he go to the tree of sacrifice? For you and for me. He bleeds. He dies so that his blood can be shed in order to make an atonement for, for sins, an atonement for us. He actually lays himself on the altar to provide our forgiveness. I'll say that again. He actually lays on the altar to provide our forgiveness. So when he does this, when God provides for us such as this, what should our response be? What should our reaction be? After this, this, this amazing and horrific and challenging journey that Yeshua went through, 
to provide an atonement for us so that in our lives, no matter what it is that you've done, no matter what it is that you or I have done, that we can find atonement through the Messiah, Yeshua. What should our response be? Like all the patriarchs of old, should we build an altar ourselves unto God? Well, actually, the answer is yes. But given his gift to us, what do we place on the altar? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, you're being urged by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what the will of God is, what the good and acceptable and perfect will. Ah, ha. So within our own journeys, within, our own, within your journey in life, at the end of our troubles, at the end of your trials, at the end of your tribulations that you may go through in life, here at the end of the year, with so many difficult times and seasons that we have been through, we are indeed to build an altar to God. But just as Messiah himself laid down his life for us upon this altar, we are to offer up ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Scripture says this is our spiritual service. This is what should be expected of us. This is our expression of gratitude for God seeing us through our hardest times and our hardest seasons. It's our expression of gratitude for helping us get through these last three years that have been hard. We build an altar and lay ourselves as the sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, our lives as a sacrifice to God. As, as, as a sacrifice to God for bringing you through whatever trials and tribulations you've been through over the last year, three years, five years, 10 years, 50 years, however long, <laughs> right? As, as you've gone through difficulties and challenges, this is part of your altar also. And then ultimately, of course, because we know at the, at the end of our journeys, what do we need in order to get into heaven? We need atonements. And so because of that, in light of his sacrifice on that altar 2,000 years ago, even if you haven't gone through anything over the last few years, we've gone through that which would otherwise 
cause us to be eternally separated from God. And so we need that atonement. And that alone is worthy of us building an altar of thanksgiving and gratitude to God. So here at the end of the year, within your own heart, I would encourage you to consider what your attitude is. Are you giving God your all? A living sacrifice is giving God A-L-L. Are you with your whole heart laying down your own life for him? Because if we're truly, truly grateful to God for the gift of his son and for our own salvation, then the only acceptable sacrifice upon the altar is ourselves. It's our reasonable service. And that attitude here at the end of the year will change your 2023. It will change your life. It will make, it will make the rest of your life endowed with great meaning. But is this attitude where you are at as we end the year? Is building this structure even on your radar today? Trust me, my friends, if you lay down this sacrifice, God will be pleased as it will be unto God a fragrant aroma. Beloved, it's time to build. The title of my message is Altar. Let's bow our heads. Mm, thank you, Lord. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. If you have never committed your life to God, but you would like to, Oh, how about today? If that's you and you've never said a prayer to say, yes, I want to receive Yeshua as my Messiah. I need his atonement. I can't, I can't gain forgiveness out of my own works. I'm, my works aren't that good. If that's you and you need that atonement from the Messiah and would like to say that prayer with me, raise your hand and we'll pray together. Is there anyone who'd like to do so today? and who hasn't done so before? Whew, wow. Nothing could be more special as the building that altar at the end of a long journey. <laughs> if that's you, just be honest and lift your hand. Don't let anything stop you. Perhaps you're watching online or listening via podcast and you've never said that prayer before and you've never publicly acknowledged him. As Messiah, repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Thank you, God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Lord. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We just want to celebrate with you. There's some material I'll mail out to you. Now I want to pray for all the rest of us also, God. Oh, and I want to pray for you. Perhaps you came into watching or listening to this message today and you, and you hadn't really thought about it and, and, and you've tried to just put this, this whole last few years kind of in the rearview mirror and, and just 
pretend as quick as possible that nothing ever happened. Hey, listen, we need to build an altar. And building an altar means showing our gratitude and appreciation to God for allowing us to reach this season, for bringing us through, but not just the pandemic, because in the, in the eternal picture, the pandemic is nothing. What is much more significant is that God brought us unto salvation through his atonement of sending his son, Yeshua. So in our own lives, what we should be doing is building an altar to God and laying upon the altar, yes, ourselves. We should be laying down ourselves as living sacrifices on the altar. And that changes how we look at everything. That changes how we look at serving God. It changes how we look at our time management. It changes how we look at when we want to be in God's house. It changes how we look at our finances. It changes how we look about our relationships. It changes how we look about what comes out of our mouth or what comes in our eyes. It changes everything. If we truly understand and we lay ourselves down as a living sacrifice to God, which is reasonable. It's our reasonable service. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us through. And Lord, give us that perspective that we need that is a life-altering perspective. Please bless 2023. And may it be a blessing and a sweet aroma unto you, God our sacrifice. Thank you, O God, for this. We bless you for it. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.